0: Welcome to Ego Radio. We get you in the minds of creatives and entrepreneurs who are breaking ground. It's easy to make a hit, but it's hard to build a career. How do you stay fresh and curious with your art, work, and life? That's what we're here to find out. This week, you will be tuning into a conversation with Lebni Avitia. He is upcoming director and his work is With production company post office sound is just utterly beautiful you got to check it out i'll drop some links to his work in the podcast notes and we dropped in on life growing up in mexico wisconsin ottawa toronto his journey from pursuing a career as a musician to his current position as a director and we got into what it takes to create a strong culture on set so the whole crew moves as one brain and i think this point i i I really like to stress it because getting a crew to move as one brain it's a microcosm of what it takes to get any big projects going whether you're in business or music or fashion what it's going to take to get what you're trying to get done done if you're trying to do it at scale if you're really trying to make something big it's going to take more than just to you. It's gonna take a team. And I think what we dove into, the insights that we dove into in this area were super key. So I'm I'm really excited for everyone to hear that. And with that, let's hop into this episode. My name is Ethan Cabral, I'm a filmmaker from Toronto, and this is Ego Radio.
1: It comes from the Bible apparently. Okay. Um yeah, I've never heard of it in the Bible. My parents are Catholic, but um, Mine too, example, mine too yeah so for example my brothers are abraham and isaac which are like probably one of the most no super super Catholic bible. names yeah, yeah yeah but uh Lebny apparently is in the bible i haven't you know i haven't read the bible front to back but i haven't i haven't came across mm-hmm. it yet to be honest so yeah and then my last name my last name is my dad's last name uh, tadaki which is actually japanese because his grandpa was from japan
0: oh shit okay so are you yeah. like i know i know you were saying you're you're from mexico are you like so you're
1: what half mexican half japanese no i'm i'm pretty much fully mexican because my grandpa moved to mexico um i think during world war ii or my great grandpa sorry during world war ii and then he, and he met was my great grandma he was japanese yeah <laughs> that's and, my and they had that's my grandpa crazy. and my yeah. grandpa had my dad so then that's why my last name stuck but um but my mom's mexican as well so um, I usually use my last my mom's last name because it's just easier for people, uh Avidia. And that's why I just like yeah. put on like my social media and stuff, because it's just easier for people. But yeah, usually like I don't know like you know the birth certificates and all that's my dad's last name.
0: True, true. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yours how's is your,
0: how's, your, how's your day been, man? What's going on with
1: you? Uh, not too much, man. I actually was just on a phone call with or a meeting with uh, the guys I, I work with uh, at post. Cause basically posts is pretty much becoming, they made their own branch of like production company. So it's, it's exciting news. So they're just trying to tell me like, you know, how things are going to be, you know, running and pretty much telling me that, you know, since I've been with them, you know, since the beginning, like they're going to have me pretty much being like, be like the head, kind of like the head director in a sense, but you know, um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Cause they kind of want to be like the next, you know, pop rock slash mad rock slash kid studios. So
0: that's, that's fantastic. First of all, yeah. congratulations to, yeah, thanks, man. you know, they, you. they're going to be able to lead a lead yeah. a strong team because everything I've seen post office do has been just to the highest quality, you know? So I definitely thanks. think that yeah. uh, not only do they have a shot, I think that, you know, the the space is there, the shots, looks like it's being taken and i think uh, i think you guys are gonna
1: appreciate, do great things thanks man i appreciate it yeah i think everyone that comes through post office or even works there is like literally like the, some of the best people i've ever met mainly because of like you know just like their friendliness and all that stuff but also um yeah everyone's just really talented and very really smart so it's it's exciting to see like everyone kind of you know start to glow up a little bit
0: well, you know, talk I, to the, talk to the audience a little bit
1: about what post office sound
0: is. Um, cause I know a little bit about it, but even me, I don't, I don't know too much.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, long story short, um, uh, Chris is the guy who, who owns post office. He's the one that runs it. And, uh, I think from what I know, I could be also wrong. Cause I'm not, you know, uh, uh you know, post office isn't mine, but Chris, from what I know was an audio engineer as well, uh, growing up, uh, that's what he did. And then apparently i think from what i know is that he got really busy so he started uh post office to kind of be like the company that you know he put all his business through and he ended up you know taking a loan out whatever building a studio in liberty village a few years back and um yeah it just became like a post that's what's called the post office like a post production uh you know uh, space and so basically they were doing a bunch of audio they do audio for like commercials you know uh audiobooks artists and so usually if you go to post office during the day, you'll see uh, Evan, who's like the head engineer there. And he'll be working on like, you know, all like the corporate stuff usually. And then later on at night is when the artists start to come through. And obviously Evan does, you know, record, uh, is the engineer there as well. But you'll see other engineers come through and use the studio space as well. So it's, it's kind of a cool.
0: That's a nice duality you got. You got yeah, business, you know, it, yeah. business during the day, get the yeah, bag and of... then hang out with the <laughs> artist in the evening, right?
1: Yeah, it's cool. Cause it's kind of like, you know, those restaurants that turn into like, like bars or clubs at nights. you know, during the day, it's like the, you know, like the casual, the casual, um, um, what's the word? Coffee shop. Yeah, literally. And then at night it turns into like, you know, a pretty cool, uh, vibe. <laughs> and, yeah, man. I I, yeah, I walked
0: on, so- um, I was in my friend's neighborhood and we were hosting a little event. We were premiering a fashion film that we shot and I was like, my hair is disgusting. I got to get a haircut. So I just looked up, okay, closest, like barbers in the area. I yeah. call them the first three, I call them are like, okay, we're busy. We can't take you. Finally, I find yeah. one. They're like, yeah, come through. It's chill. I'm like, all right, bet. So I, I started walking down and I get to the address and I walk in and it's a bar. It's like, a, there's a full bar. And I'm like, "Uh, is this the, <laughs> is this the like, haircut? Is this a barber place? And this yeah. is like a lady sweeping up and she's like, oh yeah, they're yeah. just downstairs. I walk down the set of stairs. You know how like usually in bars downtown is like a really skinny set of stairs to go down yeah to yeah to go yeah. down to the bathroom i yeah. walk down that set of stairs and there's just a whole barber shop in like the basement of this bar i'm like all right that's
1: crazy do you remember them do you remember the name of that place
0: no i don't um but it's like queen street east like just before regional okay Park. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah nice yeah there's a lot of places like that like kind of like random hidden spots like that or like all over the city so
0: yeah friendly friendly irish dude cut my hair
1: I was like, oh. <laughs> nice yeah. So yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, Post saying... office, yeah. It's, it's, if if you guys haven't heard of it, uh, I I think it's worth checking out. Um, um, I think Chris is really smart because the way he got his name out there too. I mean, he already knew a lot of people in the industry, but you know, he had big artists coming through, um, you know, he would just be like, Hey, like, you know, my doors are open. If you guys ever need a space. So, like, I know one of the big first artists that came through was like Chance the rapper and stuff like that when he was touring. And then, um but yeah like like every now and then even when i'm there working i get to you know meet some cool people like i've met some raptors because they come in to record some stuff and then i've met you know like uh, boy Wonder and stuff like that because they did podcasts there and i've seen sean leon there every now and then too because of podcasts so it's it's a cool it's a it's good a cool space, space. Where,
0: you know strong strong creative minds are coming through you know yeah stuff. yeah exactly
1: yeah and it's I've, like it's a cool little space they're actually moving i'm pretty sure uh, they're moving out of Liberty Village to. Uh, they're moving out of Liberty Village to somewhere I think near Dupont and like you know the Lansdowne area. But that's the mm, future, yeah, there's, there's
0: a lot of studios in that area. It's yeah. it's a really optimum awesome space I think because it's just far enough outside of downtown where the
1: rent is yeah and, and yeah you can get a nice big space. Yeah, and I think he was saying too. It's just like a it's like a hub for uh, creatives in that area too. So
0: yeah, I got a I got a couple friends who have a studio over at um. I don't know if you know 888 DuPont. There's like a bunch of studios in that building.
1: Yes. The big green one, right? Yeah, the,
0: the big green one. The one that the looks like it's building. literally falling apart. Yeah, that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some cool studios in there for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. So your
0: your story, when, when we hopped on a call earlier, is pretty interesting. You actually didn't even start with an ambition to go into film, you were, t- were saying. You started uh, in music.
1: Yeah, um, I think... Music has always been, like, a kind of, like, my biggest dream growing up. Obviously, like, I think my first dream was being a soccer player, but, like, you know, obviously that's not, (laughs) you know. I mean, I'm sure some, you know, some people that do pull it off, like, congrats to them because –
0: I can see it's I can see it's still dream it's that's easy, that's there in you though. The second thing is still music like, and then if know, the opportunity just, came up you'd you'd hop over and switch into soccer real quick. Oh hundred percent. I can see it in yeah a hundred
1: percent. Yeah hundred yeah, percent. But um yeah, no, it was uh it was always um it was always music and I always just like loved listening. You know, I listened to everything my parents uh listened to like you know, just like my dad loves country, he looked like literally that's what he listens to, and then my mom loves like pretty much everything mainly pop but my grandpa's the one that got me to like the oldies and my older cousins that I grew up with um you know they're the ones that got me to like you know G-Unit and like fucking Eminem and like you know just like growing up so I think um and then living in Wisconsin too rock was a big thing so you know I got to listen to a lot of cool bands like growing up living uh uh, where, where was that
0: that you said you were living
1: I lived in Wisconsin uh, from the small town called Medford. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was five, we left Mexico and then moved to Wisconsin because my dad got a job up in the States.
0: That's interesting. So you mentioned that you also, I think you said you also lived in Ottawa for a while, right?
1: Yeah. I lived, when we first moved to Canada, it was in 2009 and that was when um, I was 15 at the time. So I was going into grade 10 and then, yeah, my dad got a job offer up in Ottawa, like outside of Ottawa. Mm Mm-hmm uh because he's a he's a he's a vet so he works with like uh, you know horse, uh, cows and stuff like that. but um, so it was like outside the city, but you know it was maybe like three minutes out and uh, yeah, I moved there in two thousand and nine and I you know graduated high school from there and then actually went to university in, in Mexico for a year and then dropped out, came back, and then decided to move to Toronto I just kind of you know pursue the dream and here I am, even though it's not music, you know i'm I'm actually really happy that I think you know things do. Happen. And for a reason in my opinion. So you know, yeah, I, I think I it's it's really
0: yeah, no 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 hundred percent because I think you set out on a path. Like you have you have an idea, but you don't know what it is that your specialty is really gonna be until you try it, you know.
1: Exactly. hundred percent.
0: It's just like trial and error. Like you can like do mental you can sit down and do some mental masturbation all day and be like, Yeah, I'd be sick of this. I'd be sick <laughs> of that. But like when yeah. you sit down and actually do it, it's a whole different story.
1: For sure. And You're I have actually a lot of-
0: fucking it's different. <laughs>
1: A hundred percent. And I have a a few friends too, who are like, they had their whole path planned out since Mm -hmm. they were a little kid. And when they, when it didn't work out the way they thought it would, like it's like for them, like their whole world, you know, kind of like crashed in on them. And it's kind of like, you know, I think that's when I, you know, when they would reach out to me for help, I'd be like, Hey, like, I think moving, I think moving for me from like Mexico to the States to like different towns to coming to uh, Canada and stuff, I think going back
0: to Mexico, coming back to Canada. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Literally. It was just kind of like a mind opener of being like, you know, things change and so i think it helped me embrace you know new opportunities and stuff like that so
0: yeah yeah like one of the things i've learned through meditation is uh kind of the habit of like non attachment like not not yeah. be getting too attached to any particular scenario or feeling you know like, cuz the world the one thing that is guaranteed is that the one thing that is static which is ironic is that nothing is static you know the only sure. thing that is guaranteed yeah. is that shit's not going to stay
1: the same exactly which is and it sounds like, a, like
0: with with you growing up you were constantly in in different places you know mexico wisconsin and, yeah, and different y- and places was- not just within the same country but like you're experiencing different cultures different ways that people are like living different perspectives how did sure, that shape sure. your worldview and like the way that you saw
1: oh, i man. guess our um, culture yeah i think um well obviously if you know mexico mexico is very big on you know it's got a very rich culture when it comes to family and just having a good time. Um, and Mexico itself has a very amazing creative scene, which I think doesn't get enough, um, you know, props, but, um, growing up in Mexico, I think it made me really close to my family. And like, you know, it, it made me uh, realize that every person you meet could be, you know, it's just like, it's just as, as, important as you or anyone else, you know, we treat our neighbors like family and stuff like that. So, um, that's what Mexico did for me, and then we moved to the states. You know, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, I was only five or six, so like, um, but I still went back to Mexico every now and then for holidays. But I think the states made me realize that you know, it gives you that mindset of like, you know, you're there to live the American dream, so you're kind of like, um, you're open to seeing new opportunities and you know, trying to make your dream come true. And yeah, I think the older I got, though, I feel like the adultness does start to kick, like kick in. Like, you know, even though I was like 14 15, I could realize that, you know, the American dream isn't as easy as they make it seem. But, um, you know, I met a lot of good friends down there. like, everyone in Wisconsin is actually very friendly. Uh, you know, I never really had a problem making friends in Wisconsin and everyone was really nice. Um,
0: and yeah, I still like have friends that lives, I talk right? to.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. And I still have a few like handful of close friends that I still, you know, talk to every now and then. And, um, yeah, I think the real mind opener was Canada. To be honest, like I actually love, I actually love Canada. Um, you know, after a few years, this was like the first country where I actually felt like at. I'm not saying I don't feel at home in Mexico, but Canada felt like this is a place where I can like, you know, dig my feet in the ground and like actually build something. Because um, the opportunities but, um, are there. It's interesting because
0: and- I've I've heard that from a lot of people who've lived in different countries, like from people who've lived in Australia to. South Africa, the U S uh, Europe and coming back to Canada. Uh, yeah, I've heard that over and over again. Like there's something unique and special about what, like, what yeah. was that to you? That really, like, that think- made you feel, I guess it's like a safety thing, right? Like you feel safe and comfortable.
1: Yeah. You feel safe. Like you don't have to be looking over your shoulder all the time. Like you do like, you know, in other, in other countries, but I think at the same time, it's just like, I think. I think no matter where you live, you, it's up to you to decide what you do with your life. So I think Canada, you know, no matter where you live, it doesn't really matter what, you know, you're like the only thing, like you're the only roadblock to your dreams, in my opinion. So like, but Canada is kind of like, it kind of gives you like that, that head start where like, even like, for example, for creatives, like I think in the States, you can't even get grants for creatives and stuff like that. So just the fact that the government backs Creatives like that is pretty is pretty impressive, and um, it also just like for example like when I saw my parents get their paperwork within a few years because like, we lived in the states for ten years and never got a hint of paperwork like which was I think in my opinion ridiculous but you know within a few years we worked in Canada my parents worked their ass off and then to see them you know be able to take steps to you know to move on like you know that like the next stage of your life it's pretty it's kind of like an eye opener to see you know it just kind of like hit me like, okay, this is a place where like, you can actually do something and something will come of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Um, definitely. Definitely. And, and so many people from different countries live in, you know, even in Ottawa, there's so many people from different countries, like, especially like when I moved to Toronto, I was like, wow, like there's so like so many different cultures, so many people from different backgrounds. And then to see so many people just, uh, you know, work their ass off and and, like seeing people succeed and like achieving their dreams is kind of like, you know, kind of okay if they can do it you know why you know why can't I
0: so. yeah yeah there definitely is that element of like people coming from it seems like what the what was sold as the American dream was actually the Canadian
1: dream, Canadian way, dream yeah. Behind, yeah you know what yeah I mean I hope my <laughs> American friends don't hate me but I think I think that's true to be honest but um yeah I think um when I first moved to Can, when I first moved to Toronto actually I worked uh, in the you know in the restaurant industry and uh, in the, I worked in the district. I worked at a Mexican restaurant called El Catrine, and I met some really cool people there. And I think the one that really really hit me was like when I saw like okay anybody can anybody can make it if you put the hard work in. Was um, someone that worked there who was actually a friend of mine back then. Um, his name is Mina Masoud, who ended up being the Aladdin of uh, you know like the new live action Aladdin. So he worked there as well, and. To see him, you know, he would come into the restaurant. He would do his job great. Like everyone knew that he was a hard worker. And then you'd see him yeah, when he's yeah. not at the restaurant. You'd see him work his ass off. He'd go to like fight to LA work. You know, he went to school in, you know in Toronto for uh, acting and stuff. And to see him, kind of just like, you know, just like work. And you know, I think with a little bit of luck and stuff, like he ended up getting that role. And just I think that's I think I was only nineteen or twenty when that happened. Uh, when they were shooting the movie and he left to, to i go think play. yeah no i think i was a little older i play think little. it was maybe 2022 but i think i was still kind of like in that process of like you know working in the restaurant industry and just like trying to figure out my life of like you know how am i going to make this happen and then to see him you know put in the work and then to see it his dreams come true it was kind of like okay like if this guy who i was working with last week or you know a couple months back did it you know why like why can't i So. Yeah, yeah, so
0: what, what, was that, what was that process like for you, from going from working in the restaurant industry to taking steps? Like, and like one thing that I really, I'm, I'm so curious about is when did you realize, cause at that point when you were working in a restaurant, you were probably still pursuing music, right? When did that shift happen? And when did you move from music yeah, to film? Um, so basically, and then how the did you start to, taking uh, that it's jump? Funny, I, to, I moved to-, I, moved to... <laughs> I think the audio is overlapping a little bit. Uh, yeah it's okay internet but yeah and and how did you make that jump to uh, then transition from music to film while continuing to pursue it at at higher and higher levels of uh, professionalism
1: for sure Um, so basically when I when I was working like I said when I was working in the restaurant industry I met some really cool people and um, uh, I actually got my job like the second day I moved to Toronto because I was I lived by the distillery district and I walked into El Catrino and I noticed there's like literally Mexican music playing, and I walked in. It like was a <laughs> cool spot. And yeah, then yeah. I asked if a manager was working and they're like, yeah, he came up and I'm like, are you guys hiring? And then he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm like, I'll do anything. And he's like, sure. you want to come in tomorrow? And like, literally just like, got the job like that. I've never <laughs> that's fantastic. That's
0: like cute. a, that's like a little movie scene right there. You know, literally. Walk yeah. Into, Mexican guy walks into the room. <laughs> I'll do anything. I'll make it happen, I'll do, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And so they put me behind the bar, but um, yeah. 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 I met some cool people there. So I met uh, one of my best friends who, his name is Mike who's a chef as well. And he's actually mm-hmm. uh, a manager uh, at one of the restaurants uh, in the distillery. But he... You know,
0: now that I think of it, I think I've actually ate, ate at that restaurant. Is it the, does it have the, like, beautiful neon signs and, like, just, like, great decoration?
1: Yeah. Um, kind of, yes, like, dark yes. lighting. And it's got the big patio and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah
0: great great restaurant, great food.
1: It's good. It was, yeah. yeah and it's, what's even better is the people that work there, to be honest, because um, I learned a lot from those people. And, for example, Mike... Mike is one of those guys who he's always out to help people. And he introduced me to his best friend who he grew up with. Uh, his name's Riley who uh, manages artists. And, you know, he told me like he works at a studio in Liberty village, which is like a uh, post office. And he, he, he connected us. We hung out a few times and then I came through and he asked me if I took photos. Cause he was looking for someone to take photographs of an artist that he was managing who uh, her name's Ren, a uh, Ren for short, if you guys have heard of her. but um. That was actually like maybe a couple months after I literally just picked up a film camera, so I did not know what the fuck I was doing. But I was like, "Yeah, like I can do it." Even though I was kind of like, you know, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say fake it to make it. I just wanted I like I knew if I like tried and I studied it, I could do it. So I literally said yes,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, and So I I, spent I've seen like this over a week and over or again two. with myself, and even with uh, you know the various people I talked to on the podcast and off the podcast. It's like yeah it's not necessarily fake it till you make it but it's like let your nuts hang a little bit and push yourself you know
1: 100 percent, yeah you know just take the opportunity and like learn from it and uh and yeah and i think that's kind of i think i got a little lucky with that because of you know i wouldn't even say luck i think i just met the right people at the right time but
0: yeah you it's like luck is just like when preparation meets opportunity right like you were prepared (laughs) you had the film camera you had you had that ready to go
1: yeah and literally i it's a point and shoot and i I still like i was just messing around with it but i never like like looked it up how to use it properly and when i got this gig i was like okay i'm gonna i literally researched how to take photos like a week straight and then you know they didn't turn out great but you know but but they turned out and they liked me and like you know we all got along and, and lauren was amazing and then it just kind of escalated from there even though i was there to meet riley for music it just this, there was an opportunity there for photographs, and I didn't expect to like it so much, and then it just turned into directing her videos, and then it just grew into something bigger. But uh,
0: I think you're touching on something really important which I want to talk about. and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's that ability to stay fluid in a moment,
1: which mm-hmm.
0: I think if i if I look at the story that you just told me about your life, uh, it has nothing to do with your skills as a photographer or your skills as a musician. <laughs> or your professionalism. It has, it yeah, has yeah. a lot more to do with uh, the energy that you brought to that day, to that shoot and For sure. uh, to meeting Ren and the guys from post office and getting yeah. to know, getting to know them. Right. Because even though the product didn't turn out great, <laughs> yeah. uh, the energy that you brought and the genuineness that you brought that day was what enabled you to you know pursue these great opportunities.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think, um, I think I give, uh I, I give props to my parents for that because they taught me you know i think even for them to move around like that is because they always looked for the best opportunity for themselves but not only for themselves but like for us and then you know seeing them take every opportunity and just being like you know i think the biggest thing they taught me about was just respecting people like you know no matter who it is and like no matter what job you work you got to respect the people you're around and i think that overall brings back good energy and like good opportunities so I think that's like a key to like, you know, I think to success or just being happy in general, to be honest, like if you respect people, like, you know, it's the same. It's that, it's that golden rule where like you treat someone the way you want to be treated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100. I think it's just like, it's just about bringing the energy that you want to Yeah, exactly. receive exuding that same energy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what, and I didn't feel like I was the only one that brought the energy. Like, you know, when I met Chris and Riley, like they brought that energy too. So it was, it was good to find people that, you know uh, are like-minded because you know i, I think and so chris trial... and riley are
0: the people behind the uh, post office
1: yeah chris is the one that uh, you know i think is the like the name the big name behind it but yes uh, riley and uh, chris manage artists as well who uh, um it, you know rent for short or rent and then anna sofia as well who are both like young super talented uh girls i think one's still 16 and then one it just turned 18 today i think so happy birthday! That's day. crazy. Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. but um, yeah, um, but they're super talented and they're super good. Uh, they're just wonders to work with. So, um, but yeah, basically, um,
0: especially with like filmmaking, which is such a collaborative medium. Like, you got to be able to. I, this is what uh, this guy Eric Durst, who I just had on the podcast, who's an amazing VFX artist. Yes. If you're listening and you haven't checked that episode out check it out it was i was you know what's funny i actually
1: i was actually listening to it the other night and i was i put it on before i went to sleep because i actually listened that's actually one thing i do like to do i listen to podcasts before i go to sleep because sometimes i, I do that too asleep. sometimes
0: yeah but yeah, then yeah. also <laughs> like
1: sometimes like uh you know i do learn a lot from them so um, i didn't get to finish it but i'm definitely gonna finish it because i was actually watching his work this morning and i was like super impressed so i'm definitely gonna finish that when i get back to it but
0: yeah he's a he's a real genuine guy uh, kind enough to give me time of day for no reason you know for sure that's <laughs>
1: pretty, yeah I, I think it's crazy <laughs> that you just ran into him at a coffee shop and he was cool with like being able to like you know put you know give some time to you to like actually yeah. talk about his like life and work and stuff
0: you know i think it really comes down to uh what we were just talking about with energy you know like yeah, uh, we just had a good chat like we just sat in that for like maybe 30 40 minutes and we're like talking about um just like life and film and you know like what what like the beauty of filmmaking for sure and yeah. even though we were at like like literally opposite ends of our careers it was uh, <laughs> we, we, we could still make that connection
1: you know connection so, of course so my question to you is like when you went to that coffee shop did you have somewhere to go and then you're like fuck it i'm not gonna go do that because i'm sitting here with this with this guy or was it just kind of like just
0: you know it was hand. it was uh it was actually the day after the haircut story that I just told you um okay I slept over at my friend's place yeah okay. and I woke up sounds like a good day, fucking I, day I, it was a great couple days and yeah and I had a I had a meeting with one of my clients who so I was working on a we were working on putting together a pilot to pitch it and, okay and uh I was heading over to their place in about an hour so I had an hour to kick it at the the coffee shop okay and so yeah i had time i was just cooling it and uh he had uh he had his ipad out his laptop though and he had a script uh open on his ipad and he was making notes on the script with his like pen
1: okay so and did you make a you shot recognize list or
0: no no i didn't know who the fuck he was so. okay, okay but i okay. just saw what he was working on it looked like some serious like film <laughs> shit and i was like you know i took i took my headphones out and i was like uh oh hey man like what what you working on what's going on (laughs) yeah and he was like oh it's some stuff for netflix and i'm like oh cool can you tell me about it he's like nah i can't really it's like it's not released yet and this that that i'm like oh no and we just you know like hit it off and i think um i think people get this perception in their head of like once someone is at a particular stage they don't want to you know like they you know you can't talk to them or they wouldn't be interested in talking to you but yes yeah beyond all this shit like what you were saying about like how you grew up in mexico and you know, you just have that mutual respect for the people that are around you. I think mm-hmm. if you get to, <laughs> this definitely isn't for everyone, but I think for a lot of people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you get to that stage in your career where you're working on these amazing projects, I think a lot of the time it is because you have that respect for people,
1: you know, sure. because you're uh, able yeah.
0: to bring people together like that. And so with the right energy, that you're going to get, you're going to get that reciprocated. And I guess like, what what I was trying to say about him was he was telling me that day uh, when we were chatting was if you're trying to like land a gig in the film industry mm-hmm. uh, and you're, you come into the studio and the execs are interviewing you and the director is there maybe the producer is there mm-hmm. everyone who's coming into the interview is most likely equally qualified in terms of like their talent and skills they're not sure. they're not they're not checking for like whether you can do the job if you're in the room you can technically like feasibly do the do job it yeah it's what they're checking for is uh he called it like the plane ride test like if you were in a on a plane with them and you just got stuck next to them for 12 hours could you just naturally have a great conversation and like maintain that chemistry um if you can if you can do that if you can just have that natural conversation that's what really matters because it's not about the technical skills it's about the chemistry at that point because when you're on set for 100 days sure and you're there in the freezing cold in the rain or whatever if there's that one negative asshole that's the guy who's going to fuck everyone over
1: (laughs) yeah it makes sense yeah i think you got to have a good working environment so yeah um, i think that's i think one of the feedbacks we got a lot uh that's what chris and riley were telling me as well that after our first set with lauren that we had her big you know we did two videos before that literally with like you know money out of her pockets it was like you know small budgets like a thousand fifteen hundred bucks we did two videos and then when she got signed our first big music video for her that we did was uh, idc um i don't care and that's when we had you know a full that was that was a beautiful
0: video man i was checking it out a couple weeks ago yeah fantastic
1: i appreciate it um uh, shout out to also iris and pat who helped me um kind of put it together too we went also to a coffee shop and went over some ideas so they helped me creatively as well um but yeah i think after that shoot all the feedback that we got was so great everyone was saying like that's one of the best thoughts they were like sets they've you know they've worked on in a while and i think it's Mm -hmm. because everyone was just there in a good mood just like trying to get the job done and just making sure that everyone was happy and like everyone was checking in on each other and you know everyone's there to help each other out and i think you know that i think that's what made people come back like the next gigs and i think that's why each video that comes out just turns out the way it is because everyone likes to work with each other so i think that's so yeah so i completely agree with him i think that makes total sense
0: yeah with filmmaking i think it's it's a team sport right it's like an ad hoc team sport where all the players change not all but like a lot of the players change each time and (sighs) you got to come together you got to come together and make it happen
1: yeah. One yeah. Brain, and I think
0: 12, 12 brains, but one page, you know, everyone has to be operating on the same wavelength.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think that's what we like. I like about uh, also, uh, Gabe is the producer that we work with. And he's the one that brought on the crew that he likes to work with. And then he let, you know, for example, he let the DP, for example, uh, Dennis uh, Grishnan, he like, you know, let him choose his crew. And then so obviously everyone's kind of choosing who they like to work with. And then at the end of the day, I think that's why everyone, enjoyed working on sets uh on our sets so much so
0: yeah and dennis think, and yeah. dennis and pat shout out both of them because uh i've seen them i've seen them both do some like amazing work pat's personally helped me out on a couple of shoots and nice both, Wait, pat both people with pat asinas
1: oh yes yes i just yeah, know like 20 yeah. Pat, so i just wasn't sure true true yeah <laughs> pat
0: asinas dennis christian yeah. shout out both of those guys you're doing yeah fantastic work
1: for sure yeah pat pat is it's funny because um I met Pat at a concert. Uh, it was a show for my friend, uh, Mahmoud. And um, he came up to me and he was just like, you know, he asked me like, oh, like, are you loving him? I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, like, I love, you know, he's like, I love your work. Like, oh, like, you know, da-da-da. And it's funny because uh, I actually worked with this older brother at the restaurant that I was just telling you about. And I didn't know, but he looked familiar to me. <laughs> And now I know, like, now I know why, but at the time I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And then when I got yeah, to know yeah. Pat more and I got to see his work, I'm like a fan of his work. So I think it's funny that, you know, he, like someone can think of me that way. But then when I see his stuff, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm a big fan of them. So,
0: and same with, yeah, and same with yeah. Dennis,
1: but um, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I like, I'm pretty happy where I am in, like, especially with, we're just starting out and like, I'm already in, enjoying my work you know what i mean so mainly because i get to work with cool people and i get to learn a lot from like people who've been doing this for a while too and stuff so and i think that's always going to be the joy
0: of it right like
1: yeah
0: regardless of what stage we get to it's always going to come down to just like yeah i get to have a good time with people who i care about
1: yeah i mean literally we're you know we're getting paid to work on creative stuff (laughs) like what else could you ask for which is like the you know it doesn't get better than that. That's like the dream. Yeah, 100%. But at the man, same I-
0: time, I think when you're pushing yourself to make, like I've heard stories of like, uh, like George Lucas literally like having like close to a heart attack, panic attack, fainting, going to the hospital on set while making sure. uh, Star Wars. And, you know, similar stories of uh, various directors. And I think it's a, I think there are <laughs> many different ways to get to the same level of quality the same point. There's a lot of different roads you can take to get to the same end, For end sure. goal, and For I sure. think it it comes down to like what kind of environment do you want to foster, right? Yeah. Do you it, to you is it a stressful endeavor or is it a exciting endeavor that you're gonna put some like love in, love into, of or course, is it gonna yeah. be like a stress fueled endeavor that like you can get there both ways, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But it's like mm-hmm. what what are you what what are you capable of bringing?
1: Of, yeah, of course, and I think like when I think about even being on set on a movie like star Wars, I can only imagine there's so many different things you have to like, you know, worry about. So I can see why the guy would have a freaking heart attack on set, but, but it's true. I mean, Bummer. like I also heard, um, I've heard stories like I have a friend who uh, her dad was, I think the uh, VFX supervisor for, I think the Transformers movies. And he told me a story where like, you know, I don't know if I'm even supposed to be talking about this, but I think it was a scene where um I don't know why I can't remember his name. Who's the main actor from like the first Transformers movies? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So yeah. apparently he wanted there was a scene with like Bumblebee, and he wanted sad music to just mm-hmm. to kind of get in the mood. And apparently the director was just like, nah, man, like we need to get this shot. And then and then apparently they were just kind of both like they weren't trying to help each other out. They just you know one was had this idea that he wanted music and one had the idea like you don't need it and then i think you know they didn't come to like an agreement apparently that's when like shit went down and stuff like that so i think hearing that story like it's kind of like okay that makes sense like i can see why you know things ended up the way they did but i think it's also a lesson like you gotta like you gotta work together and like even if you guys don't agree you gotta meet at a medium because you're all there to like you know with the with like the end goal of just making something amazing so
0: yeah yeah it's about putting putting your ego aside and you know coming together to do something that (laughs) none of you could have done separately right
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: so what are you what are you excited about right now are you are you interested in narrative work are you interested in doing more music videos what like what gets your dick right man what are you excited about
1: um right now i think i am excited to honestly just be with my friends because we're in this quarantine still but yeah um, (laughs) um besides that literally um work-wise I, I would have to say since post office is becoming like a like a production company right now um, i've always wanted to do um like commercial work so i think we already have some people in mind like some companies in mind so i'm really excited to just like you know dip my toes in the water when it comes to this kind of stuff because um, i think i will learn a lot from it but i'm also just excited to show people like you know what i can do and stuff like that because um you know i've only worked on what maybe three major sets and they're like you know for like two like for two artists basically so i'm excited to show people that i can do more than just like you know music videos for these you know for these teenage girls
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: expand your repertoire a bit you know
1: yeah exactly and i think that's i think i'm just excited to learn and just try new things right now because i'm still like you know i'm 26 and like i have a lot of friends who are like already set in their career and all that stuff but i'm still kind of learning and i think that's i'm excited i like i like to learn especially when it's something i enjoy um like literally like if i'm not if i'm not working on a treatment or like a video I, i'll be at home doing research on like you know on on other videos or even just like movies or anything that has to do with like music or anything like that i'm just like i love it and i i, I do it all the time and so usually when I need a break from my own hobbies of that sort, I do like to hang out with my friends and stuff like that. But um, yeah. And I actually one thing I am working on right now um, is actually a bit of a passion project. It's a, it's a friend of mine. It's actually my little brother, like my youngest brother's friend from high school. Uh, He was actually the male talent in one of Lauren's music videos. um, The one for Mind games and he's a he's a super talented kid too he's like just you know he's 18 as well and he sent me literally six songs in one day he's like yo i made these and i'm like oh dope like how long have you been holding on to he's like oh like i made them all in like one or two days and i was like okay like that's pretty fucking crazy and then i listened to him and they were like like literally i was like shocked i'm like yo this is like really really good and uh so I've always wanted to do, you know, like like a like a full. I think uh, what's the word? Um, you do like each song from the project into one video. I don't even know what the word would be for that.
0: Like an album trailer, pretty much.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's yeah. like an album. It's like an album video, pretty much. Uh, and he's always wanted to do it, and that's always been a dream of mine. So I think that's what we're trying to go for right now. And I think that's my passion project over this quarantine, and it's looking good so far.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to I'm see that. So are you that. are you in the like treatment phase right now or sorry? So are you in like the, the treatment phase like right now, like you're doing the planning, pre-production?
1: Yeah, so I think it's cool too because he's kind of he's from a small town from like where my parents are, which is a small town called Dumbo, So he's not even from the city, so like he doesn't really know people in the industry. Um, um the, you know, so I've kind of taken the role of kind of being like a project manager in a sense. And not because like, you know, I don't think he can do it himself. I just like, I want to help him. And I think he knows that, you know, I know people and then he, he trusts me. And I think it's cool to like be able to work on, like I said, music, even though I'm not producing it to like help him talk to engineers and different, you know, artists, and then to kind of put the visual aspect together as well It's kind of like both like best of both worlds right now so i think that's why i'm really excited about it yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's what what i'm what i'm seeing more and more uh is that it's it's not like like you don't gotta be the person doing the the piece of work at the center of it you know like when i was putting this Mm -hmm. podcast together like i hired someone to do the the graphic design and you know brought someone else in to do the score for the the intro music Mm-hmm. and i could have been like no nah, i want to do it all you know i, I want to be the i want this to be yeah. my complete brainchild and
1: but at For the sure. end and of I the think day when you, i think when you start out you you, you kind of want to do it all and then you realize like you know sometimes it is okay to like get some help or get someone else to like do be a part of it because it'll yeah, just make things yeah. that much better in my opinion yeah
0: it'll just make things that much better it'll just make the process that much more fun right yeah yeah and at the end of the day it's about sustainability um mm-hmm. How, how do you, I guess, be thinking about, like, how how over time I figured out what enables me to stay consistently creative? What enables me to be able to continue to be excited to, you know, do what I do? Because there were times when, you know, I felt burnt out. And I'm sure, likewise, you had times where you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> you know, like a little, sure. little powdery yeah, shit. 100% um how do you bounce back from those moments and how do you find uh the drive to like what what systems have you created in your life that allow you to stay in the zone
1: um I think oh that's a tough question um I think what I have learned I think a skill that I have learned is just keeping organized and not not in a sense like just work I think just life like you know just make sure you give yourself time to relax and like enjoy the small things in life because your brain does need a break. Like, I, f- I feel like my brain kind of like doesn't stop working. Like sometimes I'll be with friends or like with family, and they'll say something, and then like I won't even like listen because I'm like literally in my head just thinking like you know uh, of like what I'm working on at the moment. But yeah, yeah. Um, I've 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 started to learn that, you know, I write down my schedule physically because I find if I put it on on my phone, I forget about it or I don't see it. So I actually like even right now I have like a notepad because I carry it on with me because I feel like if I write things down and I'm like, hey, like, today, like, at, at 5 p.m., I'm going to stop. I'm going to not touch the computer and I'm just going to, like, enjoy my day. So I feel like that's finding time to just, like, step back from, like, work and even just kind of, like, enjoying right now, I think is, like, a key uh, a key process. Even, like, for example, for some of the treatments that I did for, for Lauren had ideas and i was working literally non-stop to a point where i was like fuck this i don't even want to do this video anymore and then i took a step back and then i think on the ttc when i like you know i was like on my way to work or something or to the post to post office i was just listening to like you know i was just enjoying like my casual like you know whatever else i listened to and out of nowhere like an idea sparked like on for like i drive you mad it was i think i was on the go train and i was listening to like i think some I don't know I was probably listening to hip-hop or something and I literally I had an idea just pop in my mind and that's literally I wrote it down and it, like literally I spent days working on treatment and then in like one hour I put it all together when it just like popped into my head so I think giving yourself that like break is sometimes very important so
0: yeah I think that's super important I think that's super important being able yeah. to the way that I started to look at it is uh you know, you know the yin and yang symbol Yes. there's the black and there's the white and there's the yeah. black dot inside the white and the white dot inside the black. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to be able to go into play mode. You don't give a fuck about working. That. You should work. Shouldn't even be a thought in your head, you know, but it's still mm-hmm. there in your sense of being like, you are still an artist at the end of the day. That is still your vocation. So that's like the sure. black dot in the white. Right. And then when you're in the black, you're in the work, don't mm-hmm. take it too seriously, you know, play around with it a little bit, but have sure. time yeah. where you can be in both zones. Cause it's really easy to get lost in. One or the other, right?
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think it's good to like, I think that's also why I enjoy my job so much because I get to, you know, even though I do like uh writing these treatments for like, you know, these artists, I do still like to like step back and like on my drives, I'll listen to country music, I'll listen to something else, and it, you know, it might just inspire something completely different from, you know, from the actual song that I'm working on. And I think that's why even when i like to work with like different creatives and stuff like that i like to look work with people that sometimes aren't even the same uh i think even have like the same visual aesthetic it's good to just kind of like combine and take different people's talents and like just kind of like mesh it all together and see what you guys can come up with because i think at the end of the day that's what art really is just putting different things together to make one but um yeah and i think also oh man what was i gonna say lost my train of thought (laughs) no worries no worries um Um,
0: what like the way that i'm seeing creativity right now is that it's coming less and less from i guess like i feel like i can take less and less credit for it because just like you were describing like that ttc ride (laughs) where you had an idea pop into your head and like it's not like you were sitting down concentrating and you were like boom okay this is the treatment this is what we're doing and it just like yeah, you know like it wasn't you could even say in a way it wasn't you who made it it just emerged from your brain right
1: yeah a hundred percent yeah i think maybe it's just like I, the I find like that's where, just where the
0: yeah right it's like a subconscious thing yeah. and it's like that's where the best ideas i feel like tend to come from where it's just like mm-hmm. you let yourself go and you let it flow through yes. you rather than trying to force yes. it force it out right
1: yeah a hundred percent and i think um yeah i think that's I think the major thing i think the other thing too is like like i said i'm still learning so i do like to look at people that you know I, I i like to watch their work and i'm like oh like that's something i never thought of like maybe that, what can i take what can i learn from that and then maybe make it into my own and and stuff like that so like and i think that's a big thing too is i think people need to credit each other because you know i think that's what even like with music you know when when someone when the producer samples an old vinyl it's kind of like you know you're taking someone else's work and you're making it your own like yeah you're not copying them but you know you're taking a piece of art and then you're putting it to make another piece of art that can be completely different so yeah, so yeah there's a lot yeah, there's a few it's, people uh, do that
0: yeah no it's, it's definitely it's definitely fun to you know put like watch head on to vimeo you know see some great great see some of the yeah, greatest who,
1: videos who, who do you like to like is there anyone in particular that you like to watch or like you like if they post something new you're like oh i have to watch this
0: yeah yeah uh you know his name's slipping my mind right now i can't believe it but he just shot all of the weekend stuff i've been following him for a while and uh all like the blinding lights like the whole the weekend's whole new ro- rollout he's the director behind that i can't believe i'm forgetting his name right now but is he um, from toronto i don't know where he's from uh I'm trying to remember his name, uh, but you know it's not coming right now. Yeah, I can you look, look him, look him, him up. up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so basically, I'm like, curious. He he does insane, insane shit, and I'll send you. I'll send you a couple of links after this because I know, I know his style is, uh, your style is distinct, but I can tell based on what you've done that you're gonna love
1: love his work. Uh, okay, sweet.
0: I'm gonna just look this up
1: real quick. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. I think that's something I'm looking forward to as well. It's just like creating like, you know, everyone. Yeah. Like Anton Tammy. What is it? And
0: Anton Tammy.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll look. Yeah. Just send me a link later and I'll, I'll I'll look at him.
0: Also uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Solomon Lithgum. I don't know how to say Solomon Lithcomb. Yeah. Like his work. And I know RJL, which is another fantastic post-production house in Toronto. They just did mm-hmm. uh, the finishing work for one of his pieces, one of his music videos that just came out. Yeah, All of this work yeah. with him, I literally like, he seems, I look at his work and I look at his, you know, discography and I almost can't believe it. The sheer amount of high quality shit that he's put out. It's, uh, it's yeah. staggering. He's also a big, his, a big, man. I better. feel
1: like, I feel like his brain works in a different way than most people. So
0: <laughs> it has to, it has to, right? For him to do <laughs> the shit he does.
1: For sure. Um did what you watch the man, BTS on that too?
0: People? No, I, I haven't seen that actually.
1: Sorry the wi is cutting out.
0: Yeah, man. This that's the that's the one thing with doing interviews over Zoom that's fucking despicable, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but um yeah, you were saying the BTS
1: yeah i I don't know if you saw bts but it was i I think they posted on youtube and it was just really cool seeing him work because i've I've always wondered like i want to see what he what he looks like or what he says when he's working and you get to see a little glimpse of that and it's it's kind of cool but um, cool yeah for anyone
0: listening in the show notes of the podcast i'll publish links to uh the artists we're talking about if you want to check it out Mm
1: -hmm. i think also be i uh for example chris who the guy who runs a post office um it's funny enough, he actually grew up as a childhood friend with Steve, who owns our jail. <laughs> and so Steve comes through every now and then. And last time he was in, he had his laptop and he was just showing Dennis and I that music video that he just dropped, uh, that someone just dropped. And I've never seen Dennis be so more excited about watching, you know, a video. But um it was cool to see, like, what it looked like. Cause I think he showed us before he was even colored and the VFX were done. But, um, and that was months ago too. That was like yo
0: the references that he did to 2001: Space Odyssey on that was just like
1: yeah, yeah. And it's I literally have a,
0: a poster on my wall right over there for 2001: Space Odyssey, one of my favorite films. So like seeing that, yeah. I was just like, what? No way! Like, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. incredible. It's, he almost he made it look better than you know. Obviously, you know, we're in, we're in the <laughs> modern age. Yeah, you know, technology's got a little bit better. For sure, that yeah. shit was like it's like if just 2001: Space Odyssey modern 21st century contemporary yeah literally
1: i think when when i was watching with my brother and he that's the first thing he said right away is like this reminded me like literally like 10 seconds in he's like this reminds me of space odyssey and i'm like oh like i didn't even think of that right away but yeah um you're asking me who i look up to right i think yeah yeah um actually when i was writing down notes because i knew it was going to be on this podcast i wrote down some names um I think some of the people I look up to, besides obviously, you know, family and friends, people that are like in the industry that I look up to, I think one of my favorite would be Alexis Gomez, who I think is Spanish. Uh, but, you know, there's actually a cinema, uh, like a cinematography um, company called 9am Cinematography that are based out of Mexico City um so that's i think where they're from but they obviously they they rep people from all over the world and alexis gomez is he you know he's not one of them because he's he's not a dp but he uh they they rep leo calzoni if you guys want to check him out i love his work but he works a lot with alexis gomez and seeing his work is like some of my favorite stuff um uh
0: yeah i'd love to i'd love to check those those artists though if you can send yeah i'll, send, links yeah, I'll, s- after, I'll yeah. send those to you
1: Um, they did a music video for one of my favorite bands um, who are from Mexico called Porter. And they did a song for, let me look it up really quick. They did a song. uh, They did a music video for one of the songs.
0: Yeah, talking about production companies too, Some Such & Co. is fantastic. Like the, I think they're based out of the UK. Mm -hmm. But every production that I've seen them hop on i think they i think they did uh the kids turned out fine for asap rocky i think they worked on oh yes they worked on off the weekends new shit uh so many other amazing campaigns i've seen them pull together Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) they're 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 another i'll have to to look them up as well yeah check them out man their their instagram is fantastic too and another thing that's really interesting is that like I guess like when I first I've been taking filmmaking seriously for about a year or so now. And when I first got into it, I kind of assumed that like, okay, you got to have this like big following on Instagram. You got to be doing this and that. You Mm got to be popping. And like, I look at the people behind my favorite videos now who are a part of these really, really fantastic teams. And they're super low key. And I, I, what I've come to realize is it has nothing to do with uh, how much clout you have and it has everything to do with, what are you, like? What are your actual talents? What are you actually bringing to the table? Because yeah, the people who are legit, they're not like they're not spending time building up their Instagram. They're spending no, time they're not, pushing yeah. pushing the boundaries of what is possible with film.
1: For sure, yeah, and I appreciate that because they're not they're not on social media to like you know to like flex or like to like you know show huh. off what they've done. They're just there because you know they're putting out this product that they enjoy and like they're good at it, and that's why I like to follow people on Vimeo because I feel like on social media it's hard to you know you see people who are doing well but then it's like 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 you said some of the people that i follow have like not even a thousand followers i'm like how does that even happen and then someone that's maybe doing nothing so crazy has like thousands and thousands of followers so it's you know i think it's just a matter of also like what you like but you know yeah it's true um yeah i think the the song i was telling you about is called um uh, Paraya, which is in Spanish for uh, like, towards there or over there. And it's by Porter. And it was Alexis Gomez and Leo Clasoni who, uh, who directed and DP'd that. And it's one of my favorite videos because it, it shows Mexico in like a really cool light. You know, it shows like the, you know, the traditional like, you know, uh, kind of like the romantic uh, romance story, but still, I don't know, man, like, it's kind of hard to put to words, you just have to watch the video but um yeah
0: hey, I'll, I'll check it out i'll check it out just make sure you are, send that yeah. link over and I'll, I'll i will i will i will that.
1: that's one of my favorite music videos and they also i think the same i'm not sure but i think the same guys did guess the amor by porter as well and that's one of my favorite videos i think, I think i'll send i'll send i'll send both of those because they're two of my favorite music videos
0: yo anytime i hear someone um, just like say a few words in spanish i just get so turned on like that shit is like like it just it's just <laughs> such a fucking gorgeous language like holy shit you should learn it man i really should i really should I'm, I'm i don't even know like the language i don't even know hindi like i'm i'm indian but i don't even know like i speak english that's pretty much it i want to expand my repertoire mm. though because I've, I've been seeing a lot of videos on youtube about people who learn new languages and the way that it expands your worldview. and i think like i'm sure you can attest mm. to it being bilingual uh different la- languages emerge from different cultures right those are two different perspectives yeah. so i think learning a different 100%. language can almost give you a whole different perspective perspective. on life
1: yeah Uh, yeah yeah i completely agree um it's funny because when i think of comedy in english it's good but then when i think of the culture when it comes to comedy in spanish it's just like next level (laughs) yeah there's more you can just talk to a whole
0: new set of people you can connect with a whole new set yeah Yeah, and i think
1: when i when i when i watch like stand-up or like just like movies in spanish and they say these jokes i'm like there's not even a word sometimes for like this like the words they use to like translate it in english i'm like that's just like a, it's like a mexican or like a spanish word or phrase like you know that it's just literally there to be fucking funny or to be like rude if that makes sense so yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. like schadenfreude like schadenfreude like taking pleasure like that yeah. german word about taking pleasure in other people's misery right these these wonderful these wonderfully eloquent eloquent words that put together what you would need four or five clunky words in a sentence to say in english you can say Mm
1: -hmm.
0: gorgeously in other languages
1: for sure i yeah um yeah and i think it's cool that's why i like to follow i like to look at people who are from mexico just to like see who else from mexico is doing some crazy stuff and i think that's why i also like to follow um hope I'm not butchering his name, but I think maybe you've heard of him. Uh, Farhad Gaderi. I think he, he works out of Vancouver, but he's, no, I, don't. I think I his background, he's from, I think he's from Mexico and somewhere else as well. And he, he put out a music video not too long ago as well. That's really, really good. And it was about uh, like a brother relationship. And I saw that and I was like, I was like touched. I'm like, damn, this was so good. Um, So shout out to him too. I like I love all his work. And, even like for example even like karina evans who's from from toronto karina so.
0: evans is fantastic her work she's, is she's amazing incredible
1: incredible she's amazing and i think the funny thing too is that when i was working at el katrine she was actually working from what i know she was working at mill street across the street oh no and way then, yeah and then so i um i think when i started working she did the worked and then she left and then i heard of her later on when she was doing music videos i'm like i think i for some reason i think i like know of her but i couldn't i couldn't connect the two and then someone told me she actually yeah, used to work at mill street and i'm like oh that's why i know of her but to see her and see what she's done it's like so impressive and like i think that whole family's fucking talented even even her brother uh jordan evans who's like you know the producer and like works with like daniel Caesar and stuff to see like you know people from toronto just doing big things it's really cool and you know what i think Karina's kind of like set us not even set a standard but I think she's opened the doors to a lot of like female directors too I think I I think I want to see more female directors come into the scene especially from Toronto I feel like we have so many talented female directors in the city man
0: I'm really excited to see to see some female directors get some more shine because talking about languages and different perspectives genders and different, different perspectives right like the way you see the world as a woman is inherently different from the way you see the world as a man right and film film is nothing, nothing sure, but yeah. I, yeah. And that's uh, expression of, like off, kind of like, a perspective right. Right.
1: right yeah yeah i completely agree and it's also kind of goes back to that you know that old joke where like you know you you'll say that something looks red but then you know the the female or whatever will say it's this specific color so like you know i feel like they have a very strong creative mind as well so
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely and i think mm-hmm. um Lost my train of thought there, but yeah, yeah, it's the same, same yeah. boat. I can't, I can't yeah. wait to see what, uh, what female directors come out of Toronto. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly, mostly right now, what I'm excited yeah. about is moving into doing more narrative work. I'm, I'm, in a similar boat to you, where I've been doing, uh, kind of fashion films and stuff mm-hmm. like that for quite some time, mm-hmm. and I want to expand my repertoire. So I've been spending this quarantine writing a lot. I've just okay, been good. trying to write one, two pages a day, and it's been going pretty well. It's been going pretty well. I've fallen mm-hmm. off the last couple of days, which I'm quite upset about. Okay. No,
1: okay, but that's man. okay. You know, I
0: yeah. will get, get right back on the horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's been fun. I've written maybe three, four, five shorts. Uh, just the, I haven't finished them, but you know, just ideas ideating.
1: Okay, sweet. So how? I had so one I...
0: in. I had one in production that was set to go. You know, I had the crew. I had the assistant director. I had the. Mm-hmm. DOP, the first AC, fucking the ca- casting was done, yeah. and then coronavirus hit, so that's been delayed.
1: Oh just yes, we really were excited me about
0: to this. go into. Yeah, I'm just really excited to go into narrative work and bring sure. to life. So, but yeah, well, you were gonna ask me something. What was that?
1: Yeah, so why, uh like, is there a reason why you wanted to do like narrative now? Or, like, were you just tired of doing fashion stuff, or was it just more like you just want to try something new? Or
0: yeah, I'd say it's it's all of the above. Uh, Going back to, and I I wanted to mention this and talking about influences. The person who really Mm -hmm. got me into filmmaking, uh, it wasn't movies. I never watched a movie and I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. It really was uh, this YouTuber, Casey Neistat. And he had a background in Mm -hmm. film before he ever got onto onto Mm -hmm. YouTube. And then he started doing vlogs, but uh, I kind of stopped following him around that time. The body of work that he made that really influenced me was a set of short films that he put out and a few advertisements Mm -hmm. and these were shot on point and shoots and like canon dslrs nothing crazy Crazy. like no no Mm. crazy gear but he was Mm -hmm. doing work for he was doing commercials for mercedes-benz he was doing commercials for nike and making these really amazing short films that were kind of documentary based where he was the main character Mm. and just kind of sharing his perspective on life and while the shots were framed really nicely, uh, ultimately, like it wasn't shot on any crazy camera. I didn't have any crazy like lighting setups or movement. Mm-hmm. The foundation was the story. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me hooked. Just really getting hooked in the story, getting hooked in his perspective, how he saw the world. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. And i was like this is it filmmaking being able to give this feeling to other people that's what i want to be able to do Mm -hmm. so i started experimenting uh, and i think when you start out you start out by emulating copying the people that you like so sure yeah cut cut similar to how he used to cut his videos Mm -hmm. and then i moved off and i started getting into fashion films and a whole bunch of different stuff but looking back to my roots what really got me interested in film it was the story aspect it was let me tell a story that makes you feel that changes your view on the world you know like that lets you see a Mm -hmm. little bit more beauty than you saw before for sure and i really i really 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 want to be able to take what i see in my brain and put it onto paper bring that out into a film
1: i can appreciate that yeah i like that i think i think that's also our part of like you know as a as directors or creatives i think we want to or maybe not for everyone, but I know in my mindset, like, and like what you said, like, you want to make a little bit of difference in the world, at least a little, you know, when you want to change, like, like you said, that guy kind of changed your life a little bit. So I think that's our goal, too. So like, maybe impact some people that we don't even know, in a positive way, that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was do you, Did you always see it like that? Because I'd say it's only in the past, like, year or so that I started seeing filmmaking like that, where I really understood the potential that it has to impact the way that people see the world and the way that people act in the world. And um, know, At first for me, it was just like, oh, this shit's cool as fuck. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I guess like maybe I think, um, I think growing up, I always wanted to like make, I don't want to sound cheesy, but like just kind of like make the world a better place. You know, I think we're all put on this earth to kind of make it better or just to, like, imp- you know, improve someone else. It's like, even if it's just one person, if you can make their life better, I think that, goes a long way and like, you know, I think when, you know, you do pass off, uh, you know, I think you want to be remembered, you know, not only because of like how cool you were, but just like, you know, what you were able to do and how you were able to like change people in a positive way. Cause I think that's how people get remembered the most, you know. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. for I, I think example for me I think,
0: for yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, it, Uh so for example, I think the first before we even started doing Ren stuff, I think my brother and I, uh, you know, we've always done videos for fun like even growing up we did you know we would grab my mom's camera and just like fuck around and then put it into the Wii because the Wii had a system where it would like reverse it and we'd see how it turned out and then you know just like we just experiment but I think when we saw you know we got older and we saw our friends from Ottawa who were putting up music and we were seeing how they were paying people so much money in the videos you know I'm not trying to bash on people's work but you know I think it could be you know when there's a certain standard to like that they're putting out musically and then visually it's kind of like it, you know it doesn't it doesn't take it to the next level i was like you know i think it'd be cool to help friends take their talent and just kind of take it to the next level visually so i think that's when we took you know you know abraham and i split on a gh5 and literally we went and i got my buddy simon who shout out to him he's like most genuine dude ever he's a deep he's a dp as well but um uh he's the one to help me out shoot my first music video and then you know i think it was we were all there to just kind of like just take someone's like you know like a friend's you know song and just take it to the next level for them visually just to help them out and you know i think that's so maybe in like at the root of it yeah but also we're just having fun and we thought it was cool too so
0: yeah similar similar story for me like growing up just messing around with the camera. Taking my yeah. dad's T3I and realizing that it has a video function and I could start shooting shit. And that's, that's kind of where it started. And then I'd say a big shifting point was also when I read Joseph Campbell's book, The Power of the Myth. I was like, wow, okay. There I is a huge, that. I highly, highly recommend it. I think you'd you love it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that there's this huge onus, this huge responsibility in the hands of people who are telling Stories in culture, you know.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And he kind of points this out, and I kind of realized that in the past, you look at where people went to consume stories, and it was organized religion, you know. People mm-hmm. would gather in church, in the synagogue, in the temple, and a priest would orate a story, and that would give people a perspective on life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they could go from there and, you know, do good in the world. And it would also give people a sense of community religion you know you come and you gather in the same place with the same people every every so often of course and then it also gave you that spiritual connection like that connection to feeling like you're in touch with something higher than yourself
1: a hundred percent and
0: i'm sure we we've both had experiences where you're watching a movie you're watching something and you completely forget all about the rest of your life and
1: for sure uh, you're so into and you're death.
0: just immersed in this in what you're in the story that you're watching that you feel mm-hmm, you do mm-hmm. feel connected to the story you feel connected to the people around you to something mm-hmm. bigger than yourself which i think is a you know it's it's a it may it might be mild but it definitely is a spiritual experience and i think that varies based on how hard something hits you you know 100 percent. and i'm kind of seeing that there are these three components there are these three components of perspective community and spirituality that go into any great content right whether it be a book a movie and while a religion in its past glory might be dead people are still looking for a perspective on life and then you begin to ask yourself all right where are people looking for this because the old solution might be gone but the problem is still there you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and it's to culture it's to people like kanye it's to blockbuster movies you know people Mm -hmm. look to culture, you know, people gather together in online communities now, you know, especially
1: nowadays. Yeah. Right.
0: And it's the same way people used to gather in church people, Kanye Mm -hmm. fans gather together, you know, and they'll chat about Kanye and like about art and (laughs) all that. And the same way we're getting together right now, because we're both like art lovers and directors and filmmakers. Mm -hmm. We're coming together to create a little bit, a little community around the culture of filmmaking the same way people mm-hmm. would might get together and talk about i don't know fucking the bible you know i don't know i don't know what to, <laughs> yeah. i don't know what people used to do but now yeah. it was a central role in life right for sure so and if you look at how hollywood has taken it like i don't know if they've handled that uh as best as they could you know it's like it's being used to manipulate manipulate people in a lot of ways that may not be beneficial to society's evolution right mm-hmm. so the way i kind of see it now after realizing the, the real power that story has to change the way that people think to change the effort that they're willing to bring to the world <laughs> mm-hmm. there's there's an the incredible responsibility that we have as storytellers to help For sure. people see the world in a more benevolent light and bring their step their best foot forward you know
1: For sure, yeah, I completely agree, and I think that's the beauty of it all is that I think that's, I think that's like the one goal is like I think that's like the one thing you want to achieve when you put something out is like you want to be able to impact someone to the point where like they might even hit you and be like, yo, like this like you know this this felt different or like this this like this reached this like talk to me or something like that. You know what I mean? So like I think that's I think that's like the biggest reward, in my opinion, when when you do put something out. So I completely agree.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I know I think the latest one I did for Lauren was the I drive me mad and uh that song herself uh she said she wrote it right after she had like a panic attack like an anxiety attack and so when she told me that uh we like you know we work together to put something together to make it seem like you did have like some sort of like you know panic attack is like I do I do have GAD like gen- like generalized anxiety disorder so literally I've, like, I've
0: suffered from. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety as well. Like I, I suffered with that yeah. for for a long, long time.
1: Well, there you go. I think everyone. I think everyone at some point gets to, you know, gets to experience what what that's like. So, um, and when she was telling me about the story, and then when I was thinking about like whenever I have panic attacks, and we just wrote it down, and we just like Dennis and I sat down and we talked about how we can make those feelings come to life, and then when we put it all together, and then you know I did have some people hit me back and people hit lauren back and like yo that video literally made me feel like like what i was feeling just the other day and then you know i think when i heard that it was like okay hey, like i actually succeeded with like making people feel a certain way
0: yeah definitely i think anything you can put yeah. out into the world that makes someone feel less alone is incredibly valuable
1: right yeah it's yeah. like i'm
0: not just suffering I'm, we're, we're suffering together you know
1: yeah i know it's true it's fucking true we're all i think we're all connected in a sort of way in my opinion definitely definitely yeah yeah i know um do you watch joe rogan i know i'm gonna get a little bit of like off subject here but do you watch no nah, like, feel rogan free podcast? to go to whatever
0: subject you want right? <laughs> mm. of course joe rogan's a huge inspiration huge, huge yeah, inspiration. yeah i well, love how he's able to just call people out and be like yo i fuck fucking love sin?
1: it i fucking love it i think it takes balls
0: it takes balls and it takes balls to do it in a friendly <laughs> way you
1: know like he's never out to get you like no he just he's he just wants to, to get, to get
0: th- the, he's out to get to the truth
1: yeah he, he wants to get to the root of like the issue or like you know of the theory or something like that so i think it's cool that you know i think it's cool to see him do that but he talked he was talking to i can't remember who he's talking to but they were talking about how um you know if you do believe you know even either if you do believe in the bible or not or like whatever you know, I think at the end of the day we all do come like as humans, we all do come from like a certain species. So we do come from somewhere at certain at a certain point. So they were talking about just like the the energy of like, you know, if uh you know, if it is true how we all just came from like a, you know, like literally an explosion of energy, technically we, we all are rooted back to like a certain molecule, like in a sense, like for us to like be, you know, for example. Um, when twins say they like you know they feel something or like they you know whatever when the brother felt something or the sister felt something like hey like I felt that too right you know I think it all goes back to like being like I think we're all interconnected and I like I agree I think we're all connected in a way where you know I think we all are you are you
0: spiritual at all Do you have any inclination to
1: Um yeah like I was spiritual I was definitely definitely brought up Catholic, um, but you know I think growing up i'm not it's not that i'm not catholic anymore but i think i'm more open-minded to listening to what others have to say what other religions have to say and then what people who aren't in a religion you know have to say so i think i like to take a little bit of everything and i think at the same same here for me
0: i I was brought up catholic but i never really had a spiritual experience in church so yeah me i'd say at a certain point i was just like i kind of dismissed it i was i was never like a atheist but uh hmm. I was very much agnostic. I'm like, I don't know. I've never, I don't know what the hell people are talking about when they say God or when they're referring to a higher power.
1: For sure. Yeah.
0: It sounds, sounds kind of ridiculous. I'm going to just live my life, you know? And yeah. then I took, but I was always open-minded to it. I was just like, I just haven't had any personal experience to validate that point of view. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I took like six grams of mushrooms and that changed my perspective entirely. I was like, <laughs> it, I had, I had firsthand experience. I'm like, this yeah, is, yeah. this is a, a real thing. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, And I, I I experienced what it was like to be truly present, to be truly in the moment and connected mm. to, I guess, like a web of consciousness that went beyond my own mind. Of course. And so yeah. I really, I, I know what you're saying. And it, it, I think it can sound really woo-woo, like,
1: oh, you know, yeah. we're connected, we're all <laughs>
0: connected. And it's like, yeah. in a sense, like, yeah, we don't know, right? Like, there's no, like, real, like, physical like evidence, but... I think if you look within yourself, right? And you really get quiet, quiet your mm-hmm. mind, mm-hmm. you can feel, you can feel it. Like you can feel mm-hmm. that our perception goes beyond words. Who you mm-hmm. are goes beyond your personality. For sure. And that like, what, you, what you're saying reminds me a lot of uh, kind of like a, a little thought experiment I was doing a while ago. I like, to, I like to journal just to get my thoughts out of my head so I don't drive myself insane, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and sure. as I was, I was journaling, I was realizing this whole concept of narrative and story mm-hmm. and how everything that makes you, you is essentially just a story. It's an, it's a narrative that you've told yourself about where you were born, mm-hmm. the experiences that you've had, the relationships that you've had,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what you're good at, what you're bad at. And you tell yourself these things over and over again. And as you tell them, as you tell yourself that that becomes your reality, Sure. and what you're telling yourself is the story of who you are mm-hmm. but who you are is so much more than that right who you are goes beyond your ego at the at the end of the day
1: yeah no. I and it's
0: you. like I, I, what i really understood this for the first time when i listened to jim carrey talk about what what it was like for him to slip into a role as an actor and completely change his personality but still be himself and I think if you've ever seen Jim Carrey act, you can see that there's just this incredible degree of genuineness to whatever sure. character he's playing. he's one of my favorites, so. Same here, and it's like, yeah. I think the reason he's able to be that genuine with whatever role he's playing is because he is being himself, even though his personality is completely changed because he, what he recognized is that, and he had this kind of like breakdown slash breakthrough where he was like, I still feel completely myself, whether I'm being... Jim Carrey, the person, whoever that is, or whether I'm playing this actor, I'm still me. Mm-hmm. The personality traits is just that's just the surface layer. Mm-hmm. And so,
1: whatever there's more to it, there's more to it than what you see.
0: There's way more to it than what you see on the surface, yeah. right? So, yeah. you can, and if you're, and this really helped me to move past my anxiety, uh, because I realized whatever narrative I was telling myself in my head about why I need to be worried about this or stressed out about that i could change it and i could then change my reality so Mm -hmm. that that was a big uh turning point for sure
1: sure. yeah like learning and i I I
0: literally i literally wrote down like the same way like a writer would write down a character you know Mm -hmm. like or like a like a a character in a movie i wrote down like who i am as a character Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like okay ethan is like such and such you know
1: yeah
0: Um, and it was really it was really funny and like it's like w- sure. whatever, and I'm just like, okay, this is this is who I am, not based on my past experiences, but based on my connection to a higher self, my connection that goes beyond the story that I've been telling myself. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I can. Comp- not well. Now I think you're crazy, but cool. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just kidding. No,
0: whoever. Yeah, if you're if you think I'm crazy, <laughs> hit me up. Let me know. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Maybe no, I need some kidding. help. If you're if you're trying to send me to an institution, <laughs> if you think I should be checked in.
1: Uh, i'll drive you there man
0: thank you thank you yeah, definitely needs yeah, help
1: <laughs> i think i think the moment i realized when there's when i think where it kind of hit me that there is something more was uh again long story short was um i had an uncle who lived in hawaii and he had um he had a stroke and then he fell and he hit his head and then so basically he um his partner didn't find him till I think, like, the end of the day, so he had, like, severe brain damage when they found him. But, like, by that time, so, so he was in a coma. No, it's all good. I appreciate it. But um, he was in a coma for, like, a long time. And so mm-hmm. I had my grandma went out there and a few aunts, I believe. And they flew out there to, you know, to stay with him while, you know, while he was in a coma. And, and after a while, you know, I like, hey, like, I think. So you, you, you broke up for a bit not, The last thing I these, heard was know, there's and after here, a while. So whatever. Um Um, yeah, so I think after he was in a coma for a while, they just decided to like, you know, pull the plug. Um, and then, uh, he passed away, but during this whole time, my grandpa was in Mexico and he was very old and, you know, he, maybe he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't very receptive. He wasn't all there at at this point, but, um, but they didn't tell him about what was going on because they didn't want to stress him out or like, you know, put some sort of, you know, idea or like bad thoughts in his head. So they, he didn't, he had no idea about what was going on um and so when they apparently that same time when they when they did pull the plug he apparently my my aunt was there at the house with him watching over him and apparently she saw him just looking up and then he he and she was like what are you looking at and then he was like oh i just saw fernando who was my uncle it's like oh i just saw him like flying around and my aunt was like what and then later on found out my aunt found out that that's literally around the same time that they pulled the plug on him so that is think, so
0: uh Yeah, and I think
1: when my aunt yeah, when my aunt told me that story, I was like I was like mind blown. I'm like, you know, the fact that he had no idea what's going on and then the fact that, you know, they did pull the plug on him and just have my grandpa out of out of nowhere who like, you know, he's he was old and like he didn't really make sense most of the time, but he's never said anything like that. And for him to say that at that time, it's just kinda of like, you know, like what's the coincidence of that?
0: There's um I forget what Aboriginal group it comes from, but I was mm-hmm. watching this TED Talk and they were talking about how this one group kind of believes that children and old, old people are at a similar place in terms of their connection to uh, yeah, the elements that bring us into this world that go beyond humanity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Spirituality, if you want to call it that, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in a sense, there was a lot of logic to it, right? Because mm-hmm. children have just emerged from whatever we emerge from, right? Come out the yeah. womb into the yeah. world, pops out, they're like, yo, what's up, right? And old mm-hmm. people, are just on their way out <laughs> they're very mm-hmm. close to going back to that which they came from
1: from yes so exactly.
0: they're on the borders of whatever it is that we call life mm-hmm. and that kind of to me that what you just told me reminded me a lot of that
1: where... yeah which is which is crazy i think that was like the point i was like damn i think there's more to like you know i think it just opens your mind a little bit more to like yeah there's definitely something more than what we're seeing
0: so. there's more to this shit than what's in front of our eyes that's for sure
1: yeah 100 percent
0: that's I really I really want to go to Peru and uh, drink some ayahuasca. That's, not, that's <laughs> I knew I knew you're calculus. gonna say I knew you're gonna say that
1: <laughs> <laughs> after the shroom story and the uh and the ghost stories. I knew you're gonna say that. <laughs> I actually had a friend who did it. He uh he went to Peru. He did the whole you know stay there ah, for damn. weeks. Okay, and he told me his craziest experience. Um, because they do prep for you for it, they, like train you, like they like tell you what to do and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he said his craziest uh oh, and memory, for the audience if you don't
0: happened? know what ayahuasca is it's basically uh, an orally active version of dmt which is the strongest psychedelic known to man and you literally leave your body and have these full hallucin- hallucinogenic experiences that uh, essentially make you a better person and <laughs> you you are in a completely different place but a place mm-hmm. that is not unique to each individual uh but it's people report having very similar experiences. So yeah, it's, it's, and it's
1: interesting. But yeah, sorry, I go think, ahead, continue. No, that's no, all good. And I think the crazy part was that um, he told me that he, you know, he had a few like crazy stories, but he said the one that like hit him the most that he remembers the most is like he had a memory, like not even like a dream. Like he's like, I felt it. He had a memory when he was a baby, when he was just starting to walk and he walked up and he hugged his mom's leg. And he's like, it wasn't like, I felt like I remembered that from like a movie or like, I just thought of it. Like I literally felt that memory of me being a kid. And Like, like he re-experienced man. it. He re-experienced it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I think walking away from all that, he's like, damn, like the fact that that's still in my brain somewhere. And I had no idea. And like, you can still re-experience thoughts like that to like that, uh, you know, level of strength, you know, physically he's like, that was like the craziest moment.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. And I think that, I think it's I think it's experiences like that that can really humble you, mm-hmm. really humble you to the fact that, like, we were all just like, we're all just kids at the end of the day, right? Like, we grow up, we get bigger, you know, yeah. some of us grow facial hair and you're like, <laughs> all right, you were an adult, Congratulations. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we still we may not throw as many temper tantrums, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, we're still feeling the same thing that we sure. felt well, when I'm, we were kids we're, we're and i think anything beans. that helps you tap back into that is uh incredibly valuable like i was watching paris texas which is a fantastic fantastic movie okay. and i, I felt emotions that. that i haven't felt in years watching this movie
1: okay. like, literally
0: emotions that i forgot that i could feel um paris texas okay. paris comma texas cool and it, it's really interesting because the director behind this movie he's actually a german guy who had visited Texas a few times and he was like, you know what, I wanna come back and like make a movie. Uh yeah. so he does that. So he's a German guy telling this very American story. Okay. And I would have never known if I didn't look it up. It's such a such a fantastic movie.
1: Okay, sweet. So is, is that like an older movie or is that like newer? It's older, yeah. It's older. Um Okay. I'm And I don't
0: okay. know exactly what specifically brought me back to it, but there's this father son dynamic going on throughout the whole movie. Okay. And so, I think that so might have been what kind of brought me back to that but it was just it was a very childlike childlike feeling of like viewing the world with this innocence and opportunity and potential that like i'm still young i'm 19 it's not like i like i've seen like i'm Mm -hmm. not like a
1: you're only 19
0: yeah yeah you seem
1: so mature for 19 man i was definitely (laughs) doing this shit when i was 19
0: thank you man thank you um i'm just trying i'm just trying to <laughs> do the best i can like i know what no, i want good. and i'm trying to i'm trying to get to yeah it, you
1: know? no it's good good for you
0: thank you thank you um
1: yeah you so it was just this. it was it was
0: really it was really really interesting
1: okay cool I'll definitely have to look that up yeah i think i think kids especially yeah they you know i think that's why they say they don't have a filter because they're still at that stage where they speak their mind and like they're not tinted with like what the world is telling them to think or learn or to say right so
0: definitely definitely yeah yeah cool um i think that's been a wonderful wonderful talk we can wrap it up there man thank you for taking the time i know this has been a so i just want to tell a little story for the audience so like this is like the fourth i think fourth or fifth time that we've like decided on a time and we're like all right we're gonna (laughs) record the podcast on this day the first time my adapter broke uh because i have a USB-C mac so you know you need an adapter to fucking plug in a mic or anything second yeah. time his internet was down then i think your internet was down again then they were literally yeah, the, taking down the wires outside your house like fully unplugged the internet yeah, to your so whole neighborhood. so
1: <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm i'm at my parents right now and they're out yeah. like literally in the boondocks like next to the lake and literally the internet tower is across the street yeah, so they, had yeah. To, they had to install one out there because people wanted internet out here and so they installed one right outside
0: yeah. and yeah so yeah. the first
1: time the first time they came through, fixed the wires like on like on our house because something was wrong. And then the second time, something on that tower happened. So literally, there was like they were there for like two days straight trying to fix it. And then like, yeah, but well, we crazy. made it happen. We made it happen,
0: but, and I'm glad yeah, we. I appreciate we could.
1: it, man. I'm I I literally like I think I was not expecting to you know be hit up by someone for a uh, you know um, a podcast. So like I think the fact that you thought of me is is amazing. So I really appreciate it and i'm hoping to work with you too man
0: keep making great work and uh i'm sure you'll you'll have many more interviews in your future
1: thank you man i'm sure we'll be end up working on something soon too so yo that would be
0: fantastic lebney thank you for making the time coming through it was a pleasure chatting with you i felt like i was just kicking back with one of the homies chatting about i don't know this is just the shit that i talk about usually i'm kind of i'm obsessed with film i'm obsessed with creativity uh why i started this podcast you know (laughs) But uh, yeah, if you stuck around to the end of the episode, please go ahead, head over to iTunes, even if you listen to this on Spotify or you know SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever, please go ahead, check it out uh, on iTunes, give it a little review, it really helps this podcast get into more people's ears, and uh, yeah, I'd really appreciate that, I think the world would appreciate that, It would just—it's it's just a, good, just a good thing to do with your time, you know, I, I couldn't think of anything more productive for you to do, really, you know? <laughs> um, And with that uh, we're just gonna jump in to the credits because there are a few amazing people which make this podcast happen firstly it was edited by jacob neme martinez fantastic dude a fantastic musician in his own right and he's been really instrumental to helping make this happen so shout out to jacob we got uh lance free who did the music And he is also a fantastic musician, is all right. He's got a tape dropping this summer, I believe. So keep your eye out, Lance Free. And Matt Bajan, who did all the graphics that you see on our Instagram, the YouTube loop. Uh, Also, I got nothing but great things to say about all these artists. They helped make this podcast happen, and they're doing great work on their own. So check them out if you can. That's Matt Bajan with the visuals. So with that, we will see you Next week, thank you for tuning in. I hope you uh I hope you enjoyed it.
1: You better have enjoyed it, shit.